young Bill Simmons. <laughs> yeah, if we look back, we'd actually find Jeremy has a, a legacy notebook yeah. with his with scribbled in crayon. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's you know Jeremy's been updating constantly updating his hierarchy for t- two decades. I've got my Manila folders in my drawers at home. The sacred text. You'll you'll have to bring that out sometime for us, Jeremy. My manifestos. Don't click your pen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, Jeremy just pulls out a big uh like leather bound notebook, <laughs> blows a big pile of dust off of it. <laughs> Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Nagak <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ the tree trunks Dylan? I don't I don't I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um You know, that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, is look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me, as always, we have your favorite co-host, who awoke from a slumber just to join us today, the captain, Big Willie. Bill is with us today. How are you doing, Bill? I'm really good. It was, you know... I, uh, I woke well rested. Uh, yeah, I looked at my phone and had seven missed calls from Mike and several text messages. You even tweeted at me because I had been asleep for like nine hours, which apparently was far too long. Well, I'm glad you're here. We're all glad you're here. We don't want to do the podcast without you <laughs> because how would we update the injury report? Couldn't be done. That's right. And also with us is your favorite resident Bears fan, J-Mac. How are you doing, J-Mac? I'm great. Bill, how did you sleep? Sleep slept pretty well. Thanks again. That's good. That's really good to hear. So update. Go ahead. So it's Black Friday time, and, you know, the families are all asking for for lists and everything, which I'm really bad at because I genuinely don't know what I need or want. I'm just an adult who needs clothes and you know money to live <laughs> money please money me now uh, but i officially did this year after pondering for maybe two or three years uh, i finally just asked for a usb mic so i've officially delved into Ooh. podcaster Whoa. with <laughs> listeners of 20 people who listen to your nothing podcast I've, that's who i am now that's wow, don't tell you i love it. 
Like, just get me one, because I'm not going to spend one for myself. I won't walk up to the stand. I won't walk up to the counter and be like, look, I need this, because I'm a very important person who people listen to and need to hear. I'd rather somebody else do that for me. I mean, it's not a lot. Jeremy walks up to... Jeremy walks up to the desk and he's like, I'm the orator of my generation and I need people to be able to hear me clearly. Will this do it? Will this do it? It's only 25, but will it do it? Yes. I think so. I don't know how much I spent on this mic, but uh, I think it'll. you'll be able to, everyone will be able to hear you clearly as you take every low blow you can at the Green Bay Packers throughout the podcast. It's all I ask for in life and Christmas. I mean, I'm using the headphones that came with my phone, so these cost me nothing. Yeah. But you had a mic, and now you're not using it. It's true. Well, it was annoying because I had to hold it like I was Dick Clark, and I was just not doing that for... That's like the whole point. I I like doing that. Get a desk. I I have a desk. Why don't you just set the microphone on the desk? Does it not have a stand? Well, it has a stand, but it doesn't really work, so it just kind of falls over, and then... Okay, I'm getting Bill a new mic for Christmas and a mic stand. (laughs) All right, let's get into what we're talking about today. The Packers are at home as underdogs versus the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, We are going to talk about what happened last week a little bit with the Vikings. Um, We have a couple takes about the game, how it went, how we're feeling. We also want to talk about the game coming up. We're going to get our injury report from the captain, from Bill. We're going to discuss the fact that the Packers are home dogs, which is odd to see. And there are a lot of matchups to watch this week as the Packers take on the Rams. And as always, we'll give you our score predictions. We'll give you the matchup historical stats presented by Germ. And we'll talk about what we're most scared of. So, Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Let's get into it. The Packers lost to the Minnesota Vikings last week on the road. And in my opinion, everything went the Vikings way. I think there were five or four or five interceptions that were either dropped, called back, and Justin Jefferson's a freak. And that is all I have about the game. The offense finally started clicking in the second half, but we just weren't able to pull it off. So, Bill, what was running? How do you feel after the loss to the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, well, so I didn't take the loss. The loss itself, I, I don't care as much about. Like like you said, it was the Vikings pretty much had everything go their way. The, the Packers offense in the first half was I've been told it was bad, I didn't see it because I was violently hung over, so I did not see the first half of the game <laughs> um, but I did see the second half they started playing well, so I, I imagine I have something to do with it um, but, Absolutely uh, I think the, the way bigger issue is that Elton Jenkins scores ACL, and so now we have our two best linemen with torn ACLs, David Bakhtiari is hopefully coming back soon from his and it's just like not a good thing to have because like our O-line depth is really bad we have like third string linemen playing like out of position now and it's like not what you want to do a deep playoff run especially when this is the last dance here as Jeremy likes to put it (laughs) thanks for that well yeah the sad sad thing is uh, one of the things we were looking forward to all year was 
to see this offensive line at full strength with Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, um, Josh Myers, and Billy Turner, and then whoever they decided to put at right guard. And spoiler alert, we're not going to see it. And a torn ACL not only hinders him for this year, but as we've seen by the recovery of David Bakhtiari, uh, we're probably not going to see Elton Jenkins until this time next year or maybe a little bit later. So yeah. that is a real bitch. You said it. Anyways, I do feel oddly better after the game. But Jeremy, um, before the podcast started, Jeremy, uh, I have it written down here specifically. Uh, J-Max got something for Bill. So do you want to go ahead and uh, give Bill what you got? I was kind of hoping he would... Uh, lead me into it by on accident when he was talking Ooh. about the game and how he said, ah, well, you know, I'm not too worried about the loss because Bill, amongst everyone else in Packers land and, like, aunts that I have to hear talk about the Packers in person, not even just online, that, well, you know, we're walking out of the stadium and the, the Vikings are acting like they just won the Super Bowl and oh, they're still three games back. Okay, so Bill sends us one Sunday night, and it was just too late at night for me to get into it. The meme of the guy getting the the medal and then popping the champagne and then spraying it in his face, and it's just him with the five and five record and the Packers at eight and three. And just in second place on the on the podium. And just to be a dick, I said I don't get it because of course I get it. And Bill sends back to me: the Vikings are celebrating like it's a huge win, but they're still bad. Okay, so beating the number one team in the division is not a huge win. Answer me that. That's that's a huge win. And you beat them. You you soundly beat them. Maybe not soundly, but they're a good. The Vikings are a good team. Vikings are a good team. How is that not a huge win? Are you not allowed to celebrate big wins? Are unranked teams not allowed to storm the field when they beat the ranked team? Oh, you're not going to the playoff. You're not going to the tournament. Why celebrate? Like it's a it's a huge win and you lost. You lost to the Vikings and you shouldn't have and you lost. Celebrate. Fucking clown, cowards, Packers elitism just taking over the internet after you lose one game to a division opponent. Like God forbid you won't lose the division. You can't let somebody celebrate for once. God, it's just sickening and annoying. Uh, may I retort? <laughs> sure. Do it in the postseason. <laughs> That's this is what I'm talking about. Oh man. Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers I'm is glad. seven and seven in Minnesota. He officially went to five hundred. The only team, you, the only team you can't beat around like a lonely stepchild in this division, and you still get whiny when they lose these games. Oh, guess what? You're still going to win the division. Let them have this. Let us have these wins without being jerks about it. Uh, counterpoint, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, now that now that we actually have you speaking on the mic, uh, did you, do you want to celebrate your um, prognostication on the fact that the only team in the division that can do anything against the Packers is the Vikings? Yeah, I feel like I brought it all up last week, even though the whole thing was based on the Vikings winning in Lambeau, and then we realized at the end of my 10 minutes that the game was, in fact, in Minnesota, which (laughs) actually worked in my favor because they lose more in Minnesota than they do in Green Bay anyway. So I'll take the victory lap either way. 
that's kind of how I sure. felt the whole way. I'm like, they're fighting, they're fighting, please don't screw this up. And then they used Justin Jefferson like they should have, and they they did the thing. I'm like, oh, they won. See, I, I knew they could do it. I knew they could. Like, these are coming together. A couple of takeaways uh, uh, from the game for me was, uh, number one, Kevin King, king of the slot, is all the way back. He is all the way back. Uh, number two, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson is a freak. Number three, Justin Jefferson pushed off. And number four, it is really nice to have MVS back on offense. He opens so much up, and he's very fast. He is a very fast man. Um, Bill, what what takeaways did you have from the game? Uh, well, I would just want to circle back uh, to your king of the slot bullet point because you kind of just skipped over the end point there, which he's all the way I back. I thought I to you. He's all the way back on the injury list, which I think is yep. a great segue to get into the rest of it. So let's just dive right in, shall we? Yes. Oh, you okay. want to jump right into the injury report right now? Yes. I do I really want to good. quick get in this little quip that maybe MVS is too fast and he left Kirk too much time. Wow. Love it. Is he too Great fast? Take. People are asking. Is MVS too <laughs> fast? You know what? I'm with you. MVS is too fast. So too I will. Fast. I'll I'll do the quick injury report and then I'll get into um, my takeaways. I guess that's what you asked me, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, David Bakhtiari, of course, out with a knee. Um, not too surprising there. Um, Rash and Gary is, uh, he, he was a full participation on Bain Friday. Gary. Bain Gary, sorry. Uh, he's questionable. Um, Aaron Jones was limited all week, but he is questionable. Uh, Kevin King is, uh, he did not practice all week. He's doubtful with a hip slash knee. Um, the Lizard King uh, was limited all week. He is questionable with a shoulder, and uh, Malik Taylor is out with an abdomen. Can, can we get back to just quickly celebrating Kevin King for his full participation on the injury list every year? I know that Kevin King has become a punchline because uh, people think he's bad at cornerback, even though he's good. Uh, but before the jokes about Kevin King being bad existed, the jokes about Kevin King always being on the injury list, and the injury list existed. Started and here. And I just, I would love to just to take a second, again, to celebrate Kevin King for his hard work to maintain his position on the injury list. Thank you, Kevin. He's conscious of his body, always rehabbing. Yes, always rehabbing. He's like, he's like Russell Wilson on rehab steroids. Because let's be honest, if uh, most football players were actually honest about their bodies, they would also all be on the injury report all the time too. Kevin King is just being honest. Yes, he is. He's a Thank truth Thank you, teller. Kevin King. So, Bill, what were your takeaways? Uh, my takeaways for the game. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I just had a brain fart. Um, it's also something that I am uh, I am a little nervous about, uh, so I didn't want to divulge that too much. But it turns out when you don't practice for a whole week, kind of bad. Um, so Aaron Rodgers... He was a little rusty to start the game, um, but then he finally got his groove in the second half. Um, let's see, uh, Mason Crosby de- didn't have it again Ooh. this week, uh, so that's tough to see. Um, I know I was talking to some guy at work, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, they're gonna they're gonna fire Mason Crosby." I was like, "No, they're not." He's like, "Yeah, dude, they're gonna cut him." Like, no, they literally just said that they weren't gonna move on from him. 
No, they're gonna do it. Okay. You win. It is. It's one of the weirdest things that it is. Like genuinely, you can quantify it. That you you can talk about special teams and be like, oh, you need to you need to play well in all three phases of the game. Blah blah blah. You can't really quantify the wins or losses that a special teams adds. Uh, to your record, but for the Packers, you can genuinely quantify two losses that we've had because our special teams, and it should have been three because of the Bengals kerfuffle. Uh, but it is two losses: once one against the Chiefs and one against the Vikings. That the Packers could have or should have won those games if it wasn't for the special teams. All you should truly ask out of your special teams is. Just be a net zero, please. Just, we don't need you to like win us games. We don't need you to, like, just don't lose us games. Just pretend. And this is coming. Just be so is, sound that you're just, we don't know you exist. This is coming from the guy whose special teams was the reason, like is, is one of the best special teams in history because of Devin Hester. Yeah, like, like if you have and, dog and even shit. Even Jeremy's saying, all you need is a net zero. Just you, don't be awful. If you have awful quarterback play, obviously you need like the most electrifying return man in sports history. But <laughs> just, God, just pretend, just don't make us think about you half the time. It's like if Devin Hester isn't returning for touchdowns, then he's getting five yards. Like just don't go backwards, don't fumble, just don't make us think that our special team is what's losing us games. It's so bad. Um, Bill, any other takeaways before we move on to the Rams game? Um. I think that I think the defense is good. I think this is a, just another nail in that. Uh, I don't want to say coffin. That's not the right word. But so this is so the Vikings are a good team, as Jeremy says. So I think the defense played well enough. Uh, I think this is a solidification that the defense is good. I I don't know if I heard on the broadcast correctly, but do they have the number one scoring offense in football? The Vikings. I, yeah. I, they might, honestly. They really can score. They might not be number one, but they could really be up there. But, you know, keep yeah, talking. He, I'll do some digging. The defense didn't actually play that bad. If if they convert just even Any 20% of, of, their, of their turnover opportunities, like when you are a defense that is uh, – that is predicated on the opponent making mistakes and you taking advantage of those mistakes. When you don't take advantage of the mistakes, well, you're a bad defense and you give up 34 points, right? Uh, but they were in position five times to turn the ball over and they just didn't convert any of them. So it, it I, I don't think that it was a game that showed, oh, this defense is a, is a fraud. Um, but Bill, you, you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I was just looking at the TV. I saw Clemson is minus 12 and a half against South Carolina. Is South Carolina that bad? Uh, yes. Okay. That's I did a... get a text this morning that said, if you want free money, take South Carolina uh, plus 12 and a half, though. So, um, there you know. Hey. So the Vikings are not number one scoring offense, but they are climbing the ranks. They are one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the NFC in points and sixth in points per game. Uh, so that's a little bit lower in the entire NFL standings. But you could probably do like a since this week type of thing that they're they're climbing. They're climbing. I was shocked to uh, see that that their offensive coordinator is a Kubiak. Clint. Clint Kubiak. Yes, sir. Clint Kubiak.
started asking this because I know you had said you didn't hear a lot of the radio interviews. Then don't ask it, Lance. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk game preview. The Packers are, as we said in the beginning, home dogs. We tried to remember the last time the Packers were home dogs in the regular season before the podcast, and we could not figure it out. It's odd to see, uh, especially seeing as we beat the Rams last year, and the Rams have not been playing particularly well as of late, losing to the 49ers two weeks ago, but they're coming off of a bye. Bill, is this the biggest game of the year for the Packers? Yeah, it is. One seed watch. I wanted to bring this up a few weeks ago, but it might be better now. Just, you know, one seed watch. This is a head-on, head-to-head, who's going to get the one seed type matchup. You don't have have to scoreboard watch. It's just uh, put it out on the field. Yeah, because thankfully, Mike McCarthy keeps losing. So, you don't, you know, it's oftentimes like, oh, man, if Dallas wins and then they just end up losing again. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Mike McCarthy is still there for us years later. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, you had mentioned a point earlier, and I just want to uh, see where you stand on it this week. Um, you said practice, not practicing is not good. Well, yes. because Aaron Rodgers has COVID toe, even though he says he doesn't have COVID toe, which we know he does. Um, he did, did not practice. Information. You're, you're disseminating disinformation, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm a truth teller, so could I be? Is it disinformation if I'm a truth teller? Uh, 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 I think my brain So, Bill, Aaron Rodgers did not practice again this week, uh, yes. from my reporting. Uh, so your reporting? Were you down at the field? Yeah, I was down in Green Bay at the field. So, uh, does okay. that make you nervous? Do you think that again, not practicing is bad going into to the game against uh, the Rams, who have yeah. a good defense? Yeah, I, I do. I think that is bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot like last week, where we start out really slow, and it takes us a couple drives for uh, the offense to like find its groove and what it's doing. Um, especially with this injured O-line. Like, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be something to watch for. So there are a bunch of good matchups. Uh, we talked about the Jalen versus uh, Devontae matchup last year before the playoff game, and Devontae got the better of Jalen Ramsey last year. But it, it's a matchup that gets talked about every single time that they match up, and it's a really fun one. Um, but some other matchups that we could be looking at are Aaron Donald versus Tears. And Matt LaFleur or Matt McFleur versus Sean McVay or Sean LeVay. So, Bill, what matchup are you most excited for? Uh, are those my options? Those well, if you have another one, please add. Uh, I don't have one off the top of my head. I am interested in the LaFleur versus McVay because uh, I think it's a, it's a matchup of um, hot coaches. So I think winner of this one is firmly putting themselves as number one hotness. Messed up. It's messed up. McVay's not even close. I don't even understand. He's just young, and that's why he gets in the conversation. We don't have to dive into this, but it is the truth. That's the only reason the conversation is because he's not 65 years old. You're the guy who's throwing Dan Campbell hot. Dan Campbell is a good-looking man. I mean, okay, I wouldn't call him hot, though. Bill, if you look like Dan Campbell when you're his age, you're going to feel good about yourself? Wait, hang on. That's that's not the that's not what's, we're talking about. Hotness here. We're not talking about aging. Well, there's a difference. My dude looks like 
he looks so good. Anyways, I feel bad for him as well. Anyways, uh, so the other thing that hasn't been talked about enough lately is I think that the Packers may have purposefully lost last week. You want to know why, Bill? Tell me why. Because the Packers have not lost two games in a row under Matt LaFleur, and he knew this game was more important. So he decided oh, to yeah. lose last week so that he could guarantee a win this week. You know why? He knew he could throw the Vikings game because he knew it, it wouldn't matter for the division. Agreed. Bill, or uh, Jeremy, where do you stand on that? On what? On what I just said. What you just said or what Bill just said? Both. Because I feel like you were teeing me up to do something at Bill, and I didn't want to. It felt mean. No, no. I, I, do you think that the Packers lost uh, the game against the Vikings last week on purpose so they could guarantee a win this week? No. I think they lost because they got beat. <laughs> I disagree. Also, they're not afraid of... Also, they're not... <laughs> I don't think they're afraid of the Rams. I don't think anybody should be afraid of the Rams, and that's my whole point coming into this. They have to go into Lambeau after getting absolutely whomped up and down the field by Kyle Shanahan and that running team in San Francisco. They're just soft as hell, and they're lucky that the Packers don't have one of their top offensive linemen, two of them, even though they already knew they weren't going to play one of them. It's just pathetic. I don't understand. This, this swagger team can't just like go into the cold and stop the run and I don't know dude I the Rams piss me off they should be so much better than they are and guess what maybe they just have Matthew Stafford on their team and we've watched him for 10 years and he can make huge mistakes while also making insane throws 30 yards 40 yards downfield I wonder why the Lions weren't very good even though they had apparently a really good quarterback for a very long time I don't want to hate on Matt Stafford but it's not like we haven't seen this before and my thing with the Devontae Adams Jalen Ramsey matchup that got really exposed in the playoff game last year I just don't I, I think that the all pro cover corner thing is just kind of a losing matchup when's the last time we really saw one of them like Jalen Ramsey doesn't just shut down Devonta Adams for the whole game because when you're on offense it feels like you can do especially when you have elite uh, passing or passer and catcher combos like you have with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh, that goal line play that they had was just indicative of how much more free and like freestyling you can be on offense than on defense. Like if you really want to and you have this rapport with somebody, you can just mess with them so easily. Remember, they kind of motioned him. They stopped the motion. He went back one more time. And then once they saw Ramsey was caught up with the linebackers, they just said, go. And then he just ran that little out. It was a touchdown. It's too easy. Yeah. That's what they, that's all they need to do. Stay away from him until you can get him in a matchup that you just jumble with him and you can't stop him in one yard. I don't know. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's thing. I'm over him. I don't care about Jalen Ramsey. Bothers so, me. So, uh, if you're so good, stop uh, him. I, I love it. Uh, if you're so good, stop him. Uh, so I have a two. There are two other things that I want to discuss uh, about the game that I think are interesting, and I know we're boring you, Bill, but um, the Not at all. Uh, but one of the things. How do you feel about run the ball Twitter? Because I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe it's been just cemented in my brain because run the ball Twitter is so 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 loud. But the Packers should probably run the ball a little bit more than they are because AJ Dillon is getting four and a half, five yards a pop, and he's getting like 10 carries a game. It's almost back to remember when Mike McCarthy, when Aaron Jones was getting like six yards a pop and McCarthy was giving the ball five times a game. It didn't yes. make any sense. So where do you stand with run the ball Twitter? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I know. I think it was sometime during the game, maybe after the game last week, you put some guy's tweet in the group chat, and he was just like some guy who'd been screaming about yelling the ball every week. It's all he does. The whole game. Um, which I mean, maybe not go that far, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we should obviously run the ball more, um, especially with uh, our quarterback who hasn't practiced in like a month. And you know, take some time to get going. You know, do some run plays. You know, set up the pass. Isn't that what? Isn't that what running the ball does? Yeah, that's what they say. I'm not, I'm not saying we have to go Mike McCarthy rubber and pass, but like, you know, it, there, there's a, yeah. a weird difference. Last year, when the Packers would get into second and long, we would get really upset because it'd be like second and ten, and we turn around, hand the ball off for five yards, and get ourselves into third and five. We haven't been doing that this year. And yeah. the early down runs have not been as profitable as you would like. And it's like, it's almost like when we have one run get stuffed at the line, we shut it down. We're like, well, that's not working today. Let's, let's go, let's pass the ball. And I do, yeah. I do think that we're missing something with not running the ball as often as we should be. But I also think run the ball Twitter, relax. LaFleur knows what he's doing. People, they're, they're, it's their job to know what they're doing. I, yeah. He's a Anyways. genius. He is. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention that hasn't been brought up yet is the OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. deciding between the Packers and the Rams decides to go with the Rams and now he's playing in Lambeau Field. Do you think any of the Packers are uh, really itching to win this game and prove, I know the Packers fan base is, but prove to Odell Beckham Jr. that he chose the wrong side? I don't think it was uh, ever a choice. Packers, probably not. I don't I don't think they think in that kind of terms. I think they're just trying to win the game and they don't really necessarily care about proving it to some dude. I also really don't think it was ever a choice in his head. He's like, I'm going to LA. Are you guys yes. fucking kidding me? He's like, I've been in New York, I've been in Cleveland, like, not of my own volition. Like, I'm going to LA. Fuck Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Cold there, man. Yeah, I think that's. It's all like it's that. It's like it's like if you it's like, yeah, go live in LA. And also, he was gonna get way more money anyway from them than we could even give him. So it's like, hmm, take less money to go play in fucking Green Bay, or take a bunch of money and go live in LA. I would also like to bring up another yeah. quote from our from our. Uh, no longer friend, never my friend, uh, Mr. Aaron, this offseason, who said, uh, people are coming here to play with me. I don't think so. <laughs> they don't come there ever. You are not a draw. No, you are a, I'm going to think about it because you're so good, but that place sucks. I'm not going there. Okay. Nothing to that? Nothing? I don't have I, I mean, to add. All I, I want, I do, uh, yeah. what I do want to say though, is that I forgot what put me onto this. It might have been two things, but like Bill seems like he's all the way back in on Aaron Rodgers. What do you Bill's mean? all the way back. Wait, what do you mean? Him all- loves him again. No Jordan Love. Hang around. Don't care that you're a lunatic ivermectin taker and got COVID toe, which we haven't talked about today. <laughs> he's got COVID toe, but. I don't know. I can't find it right now, but I know that I thought sometime this week, I'm like, oh man, Bill is just all the way back in on Aaron. Uh, that would be false. 
No, I disagree. Stay your position. I remember. Position. I remember one of them. I remember the one thing he sent the thing. It's like, okay, I saw it even before he sent it, but I was just kind of waiting for something. He goes, "LMAO, Aaron changed his header and his AV to like the toe pictures and like the the falling down face with his helmet crushing up on his nose picture." I'm like, oh, Bill's falling back into the charm. He thinks he's goofy, and he thinks he's he thinks he's having fun and being a fun loving guy, down to earth guy again. Oh man. Bill, please retort. Stay your position. Please was, disavow Aaron Rodgers. I thought, it, I thought it was funny. I don't. I. I. I would have enjoyed it more if he hadn't been a fucking lying about his vaccine. Oh, it was fun it. though. It He's so been. charming and funny. It was really funny. I agree, Bill. It's so funny. Jeremy, what? <laughs> okay, you sound stand way out. more. You stand sound down. way more hurt about this than I do. Stand down and let Bill state his position. I'm listening. I'm sorry, humor is subjective, and I thought it was funny, so I put it in the group chat. I mean, it's really not any deeper than that. I don't know. I think you're falling for him again. It's like you broke up with your ex, and you're going back. You miss him. You're going back to him. Nope. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on it. I'll trust you, okay, but I'll keep an eye that. on it. Bill's distracted by whatever's on his TV, so he's, he's not really engaged in this conversation. The game's on. What game? The game. Okay. Um, so let's uh, let's get into what we're most scared of. Mike, read, read a book for once in your life. Uh, okay. Well, I do want me to read a book. I'm not. My eyes aren't glued to the television right now. Michigan, Ohio State. Okay. You're doing a Packers podcast. Yeah. Multitasking. Okay. I don't know why everyone just started to come at me in the last two minutes. <laughs> I did wrong. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. But okay, Bill, let's start. Let's start with you then. Uh, what are you most scared of going into the game against the uh, Los Angeles Rams? Oh, I'm scared that the guy that I truly love, Aaron Rodgers, is is going to play bad because he hasn't practiced and he's hurt. Good. Okay. Is Aaron Donald going to eat him alive? Nope. That's it. I'm just really scared for Aaron because I love him so much. <laughs> you should be. His toe is not doing Bill's well. Bill's lashing out. Bill is lashing out right now. I'm, I'm, la I'm lashing out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, well, I guess Jeremy always likes to go last on these things because Jeremy likes to tell us what we should be scared of. What I'm most scared of is the fact that we won the game last year. It was closer than the score indicated, and they were with a hurt Aaron Donald. They were with Jared Goff, and they were without Cooper Cup and without OBJ. Um, I am really nervous about the deep ball. Uh, Justin Jefferson got behind us multiple times. Cooper Cup is an incredible football player. And I am very nervous that the offense for them is going to be too overpowering and that our hurt offensive line is not going to give Aaron Rodgers enough time. So those are the two things I'm most scared of. But if I can see Aaron Donald cry again, even though I have nothing against Aaron Donald, it was just funny to see him cry. Uh, if I can see him cry again, that'll be a win for everyone. So I, have, I don't have something you should be afraid of this week, but I'm going to ask something that maybe you should be thinking about. Are you possibly afraid of the potential for 
while the Packers lost to the Vikings, they may be on a bit of a revenge tour. We're not going to lose two in a row. Are you afraid that Sean McVay is uh, a little cheesed off that people have been calling him soft? People like me have been calling him soft and his team soft for the last few weeks because they got housed and bodied by the 49ers. Is this a statement going into the frozen tundra in late November and proving to everybody that you're not, in fact, soft and that you can run the ball and can play man defense? Or are they just going to get dominated by A.J. Dillon? Bill, I'll let you take this one. All right. Well, so with the, the Rams with the Rams being favored, uh, they should actually win this game. And if they don't, then they lost to a, a worse team and they are soft. So it's just confirmation that uh, if the Rams lose. So if the Packers win this game, are you guys allowed to celebrate because you shouldn't have won anyway and you're apparently not a big win? Well, no, because we because uh, because we weren't favored. So uh, actually, it's a big win for us. Oh, but like, <laughs> the, the Vikings weren't favored last week. Uh, big win. <laughs> my, uh, my, my sports book had him favored. Ah, int- okay. Got, got, I'm writing that down. What sports book? Because okay. I like so those here's- odds. So Jeremy, Jeremy, here's 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 the thing that you got to understand. Uh, when my team wins, it's good, and I'm allowed to celebrate. And when they lose, everyone else is dumb and wrong. What was the injury? My knee. Yeah. Um. So, um, Jeremy, you want to do historical matchups? I do. I got some numbers for you guys, and I think I read them off for the playoff game too. But let's just go back into these because it's even cooler now after that playoff game. The all-time series versus the Rams of various locations is now 47, 47, and 2. We are knotted up, guys. We are knotted up historically, dating back to the, the 30s, I think. Back when they were the, drum roll, the Cleveland Rams, for anybody who forgot that from the playoff game. Didn't even they, know it. Nope, neither did I until I remembered and then looked at it again. So regular season total, it is 45, 46, and 2. So the Packers have a chance to tie the all-time regular season record. In the postseason playoffs, they are 2-1. and one. And I learned today that apparently there's a pretty uh, traumatic one loss in the postseason. I, d- I don't remember. Does anybody want to recant or not? Does anybody want to recall that for everybody? Recount. Yes, I'm, I want to take you back in the Wayback Machine to a young, maybe seven, eight-year-old Packers fan, Mike, driving home from Milwaukee, from visiting his aunt and uncle, wearing his Amon Green jersey, turn on the radio to listen to Lane Werribee. Go ahead and let me know that my favorite player, Number 30 for the Green Bay Packers had fumbled the football, and this was the first of many turnovers of that game. Brett Favre threw six interceptions. You usually hear someone throw a pick six. He threw a six picks, and the Packers got dominated uh, by the, at that time, St. Louis Rams, who would go on to the Super Bowl to lose to the future second greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Insert uh, GIF of the Heath Ledger's Joker in the jail cell going six, six, <laughs> six interceptions. So yeah, not great. Bill, how, how do you remember that game? Uh, I don't. Good. 
because I, I, I literally, I remember the first time Mike told me about it, and I didn't even know that game had happened. Because Bill started his uh, blackout during Packer losses thing at like five years old. It's nice. It's a, it's yeah, a nice trait was, to have. Yeah, I was hitting the uh, the apple juice pretty hard back then. Uh, okay. Do we want right. to move on to our? No, oh, I'm, fin- I'm finishing up my location-based numbers because they're pretty okay. damning. And this is the only reason that I thought they might win that playoff game last year. So against the Cleveland Rams, the Packers are 12-3-1. I don't imagine that's going to change anytime soon. I don't think they're going back to Cleveland, guys. Same with the St. Louis Rams. They just settled with the city for a couple, like millions and millions of dollars the NFL did for them abandoning St. Louis. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're never going back there either. That record is at crisp eight and four. They were not there very long. It's about 20 years, 95 to 2015. And now the record versus the Los Angeles Rams. I didn't split these in two because that's too much work. I just did total games against the LA Rams. And the Packers are 27, 40, and one. They got some catching up to do, fellas. Is it gonna start tomorrow? That they do. It will start tomorrow. So, Mm -hmm. I guess we can predict if that'll start tomorrow. Let's hop right in to our predictions. Then don't ask it, Lance. Who wants to start? Bill, you want to start with your predictions so then you can just check out and watch the Ohio State football game? Sure, (laughs) let's do that. Um, Well, so the Packers, I mean, we talked about it. They are home dogs for the first time in who knows how long. Um, the O-line is very injured. Quarterback hasn't practiced. That's my big worry. Um, so, But I think they're going to win, of course. Um, so I'm going to say the final score is going to be um, Packers 27, uh, Rams 21. It's going to be close, but they win. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. This one... It's going to be a bit of a Matthew Stafford revenge game. It's going to show everybody that he can win in Lambeau with a new team, new girlfriend. Um, They're going to be able to run on the Packers, I think, because isn't Kenny Clark still dealing with a little bit of something? Back injury? Our injury report person can help us out there. Bill, how's uh, Kenny Clark's status? Good to go. Good to go. go. Okay. Good to hear. Maybe they, maybe McVay exposes Mr. Devondre Campbell, shows up that he, the, the Beavers didn't really teach him how to Possible. be a good inside linebacker. Maybe it was Joe Barry. Maybe McVay embarrasses him. But I think Stafford decides to oh, wow. throw it all over the yard. Uh, McVay's had a couple weeks now because they didn't have a bye. Bill? No, sorry. I believe they had a bye. So he's going to realize that I don't have Robert Woods anymore. I don't have one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league anymore. We're just going to have to go sling it all over the yard. And Matt? You're going to have to find some rapport with Mr. Odell. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, even though maybe they do get up. There's a lot of yards, maybe not a lot of points. So I'm going to go with 23 Los Angeles, uh, 18 Green Bay. They're going to do some wonky stuff. Maybe they're coming back late and they need a two-point conversion of some sort. Maybe they don't get the two-point conversion. Good deal. Ooh. I just want to say, I think an uh, underrated uh, narrative. We were talking about storylines in the revenge 
the McVeigh revenge game or whatever, or trying to, you know, prove that he's not soft. Uh, what if, what if he's trying to prove that Joe Barry's not good, and Joe Barry's got to prove that he is. Ooh, he is in fact good. And John McVeigh. So I think uh, we gotta watch the Joe Barry uh, map or map. Um, Sean yeah, McVay is map. that the yes. is that the real matchup to watch this week that we didn't talk about? Yes. Is Joe anyway. Barry good? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yes, that is a great matchup. Uh, for my preview or my prediction of the game, the Packers offense is going to show up on fire because that's what we do. We played really well against the 49ers when we were down Elton Jenkins. And we're going to do some creative stuff on the offensive side of the ball. And the Packers are home dogs. Aaron Rodgers in long sleeves. Look out. Snow game on Sunday. Look out. Packers win 31-20. to 20. Wow. Like, I think it's just fair is fair. And shots have to be fired accordingly. But are you back in on Aaron Rodgers? Are you guys, are you sleeping with the, are you sleeping with him again? Uh-oh. Yes. At least he's honest. I'm, I'm back with Aaron Redacted. All the way back, and he I'm, suckered you in once more. He did. But as soon as he, as soon as he showed me his foot, he knows about my thing that I have going on with feet, and he got me back. Before the foot, though, I wasn't back. But after the foot, man, I'm back. It's fine, man. It's fine. I, I hung around and slept around with Jay Cutler for a long time. Yeah, well. Off and on relationship. I understand. All right. Um. So. That is it for the Packers pregame podcast this week, but be on the lookout. We know next week is a bye week, and it'll be great with the Packers having a win going into the bye because we haven't announced this yet this year, but the Packers have never lost when we do a Packers pregame podcast, so keep that in mind. But we are not going to take a bye week next week for you because we love you, and we are going to be doing a special podcast The reason we're going to be doing this special podcast is because luckily for us, the following week, the three of us and a couple of our friends will be in Green Bay for the Bears-Packers game. So Jeremy, our resident Bears fan that you all love, cooked up this awesome idea for our podcast next week, and Jeremy's going to tell you about it. So with the bye week, you're going to have a whole week to listen to this little idea we cooked up, and I think because I'm a masochist and I love hating myself and my team and because I do this podcast with the team in professional sports I hate more than any other team in the sports landscape but I do it for my friends and we've watched all these games many of them together so we have a lot of history there we are going to run through the entirety of the 2010s because coming into this season, we have had 10 full years of Bears-Packers football since the NFC Championship game, which ended very poorly for one of, one of us, just one of us. Uh, we're going to run through every game. We're watching highlights, taking notes. We're going to go down memory lane. And it's going to be fun. We're going to go game by game. And I realized throughout the weeks that it's going to have to be some quick hitting. Just because uh, a lot of games, there's about 20 of them. So going to have to be just a few minutes for each one or else it's going to be two hours long. Uh, we're going to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun for you. Uh, goofy cheese balls out there. It's going to be music to your ears. You're going to relive a lot of good times while you listen to somebody relive a lot of bad times. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about games we went to 
games maybe we watch together. It's gonna be really fun. We're gonna hear some names you never heard in a long time. For example, just to get you excited, Charlie Pepra. There's Woo! one for you. Ooh. Get excited. I love it. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys next week uh, when we recap the decade of Bears and Packers. But until then, you are welcome for listening. Bill, send us out. Go, Pack, go.